You're not too tired? <laughs> hey, listeners. What? <laughs> this is your DM, Eli, and Jake's the showrunner. And <laughs> welcome to episode 13. Evil Labs. Yeah, I'm too tired to do that. But also, if I believed in superstitions, I maybe would care more about 13. To me, this is just another episode I edited on the track of stuff to do. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it could be something special. You know, this this would be the point of the season where I have you guys fight, you know, an incredibly intense boss battle that will make you question your morals, view the world from the perspective of your enemies, or even gaze into that deep, dark abyss that is your soul and make you ask yourself, what is this all for? Yeah, well, maybe, maybe next year, you know, we definitely had a lot going on in our normal everyday lives, so... Yeah, sorry about that, people. Yeah. Just uh, being tired brings out the weird murder DM in all of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, for now, let's just keep this October episode intro short. <laughs> we we play online sometimes, and <laughs> so we play D&D online, and sometimes we forget to properly describe the map, token, and character placements on our computer screens. You know, we get better at it, but sometimes we just forget... <laughs> well and also if you want a shout out at the start of these podcast episodes check out our patreon you can find it in the link in the description yeah we're going to expand upon that and probably add a few more things like the old man speaking of the old man um hey jakes have you seen him things uh feel a, weird, a little weird in the tower uh there's a weird echoing of uh, cackling in the walls uh did something happen while i was gone yeah yeah so while you were gone last week we had um maya come in and fill in you know on the intro hosting thing and um somehow hag kind of got inside the tower and stuff and yeah she was she was here during the last recording session looking for her sweaters and you know i think kind of freaked out the old man so he's probably still hiding around here somewhere you know like okay is she still in the tower? Is that a thing we have to worry about? You no, know, I never really saw her leave, so maybe. She's still my podcast friends. <laughs> she might still be here among us, hiding. <laughs> hiding and waiting for her chance to take our beloved sweaters. <laughs> have you looked under the tables? In the corners? Angel hides everywhere, waiting to drop upon us. It might be madness, but I feel like I'm surrounded in the fairest. Oh, how I long for safety. Perhaps a beacon of light that would embrace me from harm, my dear sweaters. So cozy, so safe. Alas, I do not have such things. And I fear our adventurers are possibly traveling in similar conditions. Can they roll with the punches or will they get rocked by the calamari? Should we continue? I I pat her on the shoulder. I feel like she should be rewarded for her like uh, moment of like openness. Duel kind of does the same and like pulls on her shoulder, like on her pants leg and just gives a tiny wave she smiles but Peter kind of looks at her and like laughs but seems to be uh laughing approvingly towards the situation she she sure kind of like, does not care then they does not care both for different reasons <laughs> they just don't give a shit <laughs> nice leading the navigation um you guys getting that to another fork in a row you can go straight or you can um, turn right. Which way do you go? Well, who's leading the pack? Is it still Krav? Krav and Zivar. All right, well, I'll defer to them. Well, I'll refer to Krav because he knows the area more than I do. I'm just guess I'm fast. And I will refer back to you because you were helping me navigate. <laughs> <laughs> you guys kind of have this moment of looking at the fork of the road. Krav kind of bends towards you. Zivar looks up and there's a large moment of silence as it kind of like you two look forward, look back, look forward, look back. And then Elder is just like, oh, come on. Uh, can I sort of roll perception to see if I hear or sense something that 
is dangerous on either of the pathway. Sure. Uh, Krav, you can do the same as well if you like. I say, Zivara, uh, see if you hear that, uh, see if you hear, like, a sloshing noise. Oh, good call. Uh, I rolled a 13. I rolled a 17. I, I'm late on mentioning this, but in terms of the area being illuminated, you guys aren't in complete darkness. As you travel through the Feyres, it illuminates the entire area. But, Krav, you Searching. concentrate on the paths and listen towards Searching. From the path going straight, you kind of hear like this animal cry like, <laughs> and then from this side, you kind of hear like, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Can we march on straight? Yeah, before we continue, I kind of want to ask Ugesh if he's noticed anything from the rear. Ugesh, if you like, you can give me perception check. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Uh, 13. What do I see? You see, at, your, at this point, I'm assuming you guys will be, like, up here. You see the corpse of the uh, dwarf behind you guys. Uh, most of it covered by the Feyres. You have to, like, peer through it to see it. There's a hole that you guys passed on the way, but nothing else I've noticed. Uh, well, not, nothing else I've noticed that you see. Okay, so I report that to the group. All right, just checking. You never can be too sure. Gotta make sure no one's trying to attack us from behind, you know? Or above, I guess, technically. <laughs> <laughs> like, before we know it, we just start losing people to spiders one by one. There's a laugh and a moment of silence. Both, uh, both Peter and Elder point their weapons up for right after. And the ceiling seems to be clear. Everyone's still here, right? <laughs> and at that point, you see that Savaris. <laughs> Finally, he reveals the second character we've been planning all this time. <laughs> Is it just a giant spider? <laughs> it might be spider-related. <laughs> so, Krav, Zavar, what path do you all decide to take? He said straight, so let's go straight. I mean, I that was kind of metagaming because I wouldn't have heard the people talking or laughing from one of the paths. Yeah, actually, Krav, you would only want to hold do you relay any of this towards everyone and then y'all make that decision? I turn around and I face the group. I say, to my right, we have sounds of what probably seems to be um, an animal in distress or probably currently in the process of dying. And to my left, or straight, um, we hear snickering and funny business and shenanigans going on. Sounds like it could possibly be a trap. Sounds like an ambush. So, what are we feeling like, Pete? I look at him, I'm like... I, I kind of want to investigate that if that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> not okay. We're in the Fae Fog. It's not okay. It's trying to trick you. There's no good company here. Or it's a trick that we're not going to look. Very, yeah, true, true. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, what is the group feeling like of being Bopito? I would say Bopito is on your side. Eldiff is on Krav's side, thinking like, if there's more, if we hear laughter, if we hear voices, it might be an ambush, or we might find more people that need assistance. Could be just an idiot finding something funny. Or guards having a casual conversation looking for SKPs. Guards are bad. Right. But Peter speaks up like, yes, guards are terrible. And we still don't know the terrain and how this could affect us. As we've been walking, I'm just terrified that the ground is going to give up beneath us. Let's keep moving and maybe straight the way out. And the elder's just like, you don't know which way is which. What if the guys are laughing or who found the right path? And they kind of start arguing back and forth on it. Guys, I think we should, I think we should start walking. It starts walking towards the dying animal, but it's still holding Shushar's hand. It's just leading Shushar. <laughs> okay. So now I'm breaking the marching order is it and Shushar who seem to be going straight. Okay. I will follow it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Everyone else is following suit. Yeah. Right at this point, it you see in the center here a small brown pouch right here. Like you're the only one who's kind of small enough to peer through the Feyres. But as you're walking, you notice this. And as you guys keep going closer, the sounds of cries get louder. To your left, you see two giant lizards that have these little saddles and mounts, both just kind of curled up next to each other, crying, like crying out in the street. Wait, they're like someone's pets? If, are you checking the bag or are you just looking at the creatures? They seem like they are mounts. 
more like riding companion. Yeah, mount. Or, uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Just clarifying. Okay, so it is going to kind of look around cautiously. And they're making the noises too? Mm-hmm. Are they just, are they moving around or just sitting there? Um, one's curled on top of the other resting. Both have these kind of weird long bridles in their mouth. And they sound sad. Can I determine if these, uh, these creatures are native to the Underdark? Nature check. Yeah, boy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, an eight. An eight. Shit, this giant lizard's here. <laughs> Don't know if these things are native. Also, uh, it in front of you, just visible to you on the ground, is that small pouch. Uh, I want to look around and see if there's anything suspicious. Okay, give me perception check. Okay, 18 plus 4. Okay, 22. 22. I kind of want to go get the pouch, but I feel like it's a trap. You peer into the Ferris and you don't see anything near the pouch. And you kind of move around to look and see there's nothing on the features. And then you start to hear it. It's... And you kind of peer further ahead. You don't see anything, like, directly, but you kind of see a shimmer on the side of the walls as it approaches you. I want to pull out my crossbow quietly um, and put some of my poison on the arrow and shoot the shimmer. Give me an attack roll as a giant octopus appears from the side of the wall, like at a camo. Okay, 12 plus six, so 18? 18, give me damage, and everyone, uh, well, Shusar sees it, um, Zubar and Krav would immediately see it, and then Inoki, Ugesh, you guys would be right behind them, but y'all haven't seen it yet. Krav and Zubar, you notice uh, it pull something out of, like pull her crossbow out and shoot into the mist, and then you see the rock first. Okay, I, ro- I rolled a six damage. Okay. Oh, and plus, um, whatever my poison is, plus... 2d8. If they fail the DC, 14, constitution... Oh, wait, sorry, wrong one. 12. DC 12, constitution, saving throw. Oh, he got a 12 exact. You can't poison my stuff. <laughs> I need these to kill y'all. <laughs> okay, so you shot it, and at this point, it takes the hit, and it kind of tears off one of its tentacles, and it screeches and charges at you. Oh, God. I need y'all to roll initiative. Um, Go ahead and move your miniatures closer towards this area. So it's called a rocktopus? Or, an, or is it just... You see this, like, large octopus-like creature covered in bits of dirt and gravel and it seems to pulsate and its color changes to match the terrain. It's fucking metal. So like as it crawls on the walls you see it turn to this brownish uh, color and as it sinks next to the favorites parts of its tentacles turn blue. Well, I know what I'm gonna hit you with. Is there, do I have to roll a uh, perception to see if there's a rollapus? Jake's? Cause it's rock and roll. <laughs> I know no one else laughed, but I'm so proud of that joke. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a perception check before you roll in this. Be kind. I got a seven. (laughs) So you make this joke in your head, and you see, like, you're looking at this octopus on the wall, change colors, and you're like, (laughs) and as you project this thought, something from directly above the ceiling drops. At advantage, does a 18 hit you? Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, whoa, what? Oh, God. Yes, it does. It is going to... You guys see another large uh, octopus just drop and change camo and latches onto a Noki and, like, constrict his face. You are now considered grappled and you are also restrained. Lord have mercy. Oh no. Kill it with fire. <laughs> um, let me go ahead and roll damage for that. You also take 10 points of bludgeoning damage as you feel, not bones, but whatever kind of like structure you have inside, constrict. Oh, you're saying I'm grappled? Yes. And restrained. Gotcha. So I'm going to go ahead and run this encounter. Yeah, we got a full squad. I don't have to delete any names. Okay. Initiative rolls. Croc. Um, let's see here. That <laughs> is a. That's a six. Got <laughs> a six. Okay. Zubara. Fifteen. Gonna kill your character. It. <laughs> uh, eleven. 
Inogi. My initiative is 16. A. Perfect. Ugesh. 15. Okay. Octopus 1 and 2. And we're going to start off the initiative with Octopus 1, who is currently who took 6 points of damage from a crossbow. Yeah. The creature is going to... Oh, you're up front. Okay, cool. We're going to move up next to you. And then it's going to make a melee attack towards you. Okay. I'm going to die here. I'm going to roll the dice. It's going to see if it hits. Hey, yay, good rolls. There's a 22 hit. Yes. I hate when the DM has good rolls. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> the other day, my player characters were struggling. Zuvara, you take uh, nine points of bludgeoning, and then, like, you see this thing latch onto you and start constricting you. You are considered grapple slash restrain. Okay. Oh, no. You said nine points? Yes. Inoki, it is your turn, and you are also restrained. Okay. Can I run while restrained? Yes. You oh, wait. No, your movement speed is zero. Okay. Um, well, I panic, and I guess... In your everyone's head, tell them what they hear. You hear, you hear, Ah! Oh, God, it's, uh, it's both slimy, but also rough. Uh. He is also able to transmit the sensation to you all. Oh, my God. I, I feel it twice as much now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, um, I use, um, sleep. I cast it. Ooh. Um, asleep. I don't have to roll to cast sleep, right? I just no. You roll your eight, your d8 for the total health points. But as you do this, immediately everyone sees a flash spread across the terrace. Roll me a d100. Oh shit. Oh. Hey Jack, I've oh, been waiting no. for this. You remember this? Oh no. Okay, I got a 76. 76. <laughs> this area is all way too familiar. The Feyrez is all too familiar. So, since that happened, can I just go ahead and tell them? Yeah, go ahead. I'm looking for it while you do that. Okay, so, since we're in the Feyrez, Feyrez is kind of like... Uh, it's like magical properties where if we cast a spell... Weird stuff happens. So you rolled a 73? 76. 76. Oh, that's not as bad. Okay. Immediately, the Feyrez wraps around and a bright piercing light is shining off of you. So you're just shining. Oh, okay. Yes. We'll address that when it ha uh, comes, an issue, comes an issue. Go ahead and roll your dice for sleep. Use your real life math rocks for this. <laughs> okay, well, this... Spell sends a creature into magical sleep. Roll 5d8. Oh, okay. So he's got 21 hit points worth of things he can make fall asleep. You send this mist of like spores around this one octopus, and it doesn't seem to set. It seems to be too lively. <laughs> so you also now know they have more than 21 hit points. Okay. Um, is the other octopus within? Um, to uh, 90 feet? Yes. Okay, so both of them know nothing. Nothing. Mm, okay. Sorry, buddy. Oh, it's all good. Good to know. I, like I said, I, di I did it in a moment of panic, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my turn. And I guess I'm still shining really brightly, huh? Yes, you are kind of... It's a hilarious sight because the outlines of the octopus covers parts of the light. So you only see the octopus in this giant, like, flare. Sounds dope. <laughs> nice. It's kind of like he's sending off a, a distress signal. It's like, oh, once the mushroom's been, like, grappled and restrained, it starts to glow. But like I said, the last time I've seen a glowing mushroom is the war. You got to send me a background story, man. I can make so much of that. <laughs> okay, next on the initiative is Ugesh. Where is your... Okay, you're within distance. Uh, what are you doing? You are having a lot of time struggling to see past in anything past Inoki right now. Even Inoki himself is hard to look at. I still have a general idea where the monster is, right? Yes, you you know from the outline of the tent. You can see the creature on Inoki 
because of how bright he is. It's hard to miss that. But because of how bright Inoki is, it's hard to see past that to try to like aim for the other rock first. In that case, I'm gonna run up. I'm just gonna run up to it and try to find it if it's if it's not a clear view. Oh yeah, no, then it's right in front of you. It's like five feet. Okay, then I can hit it. Okay. Um then I'll I'll swing at it with my battle axe. But as you do so, it, the light in front of you is bright. Oh, ooh, not twenty. Okay. So you swing and take uh you swing at the thing on Inoki, give me damage. Oh, uh, I know. Nope, nope, nope. Um, <laughs> oh, no. um, what, I mean, what do I roll? Um, what happens when somebody hits you, Jakes? Mm. Hold on. That's, that's with the crit. 2d8 plus 5. Okay, so 12 points of damage. Ooh, that. Wham! You smack into it and you feel it shake. And then you kind of feel it give way. And the force kind of like smacks Inoki. Inoki, you take six points of damage, bludgeoning damage. Yeesh. So it passes its damage. But we don't know that unless you tell us. Do I, do you hear me all go, ah? Yes. Inoki, immediately when you receive pain, like this just then and previously, you hear a sharp cry from Stool who kind of like immediately responds due to your con uh, mic and connection. Yeah, them distress spores, man. I, I shout at, uh, Ugesh, I'm like, careful, man. I'm I'm already like near dead. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is that your turn? Are you moving away, or are you just uh, is that it? Uh, I guess that's my turn. Should I move away? <laughs> I would advise moving away. You're more than welcome to stay next to him. That might provoke a tactical of opportunity, but who knows? Uh, I guess I'll move away then. Okay. As you do so, you kind of like see the octopus look at you, and then like focus his clutch his grip on uh and nope it it is your go in the back behind you in the group it's just a shining light all of a sudden uh it's a little bit freaked out um feeling suddenly like surrounded and then the bright light makes it it panic so i'm gonna have a character moment and a roll for bravery oh <laughs> so give me a straight wisdom check oh you oh okay cool see i was just gonna say even is good on his back but that's cool too I will do a wisdom check, and you can tell me how brave I need to be, I guess. Um, okay, 12 plus 2, 14. You watch as this eight-legged, eight-tendril creature, uh, or seven-tendril creature, crawls around towards you, hoping to try to uh, attack. And you know that you kind of like have a moment of, I took out one tendril. I just need to do that seven more times. And <laughs> I would say you have the courage to fight it. Awesome. In that case, seven more shots. Well, since they think that, do I hear that and everyone no, else I'm hear that? No, I'm just thinking. Oh, yeah, that's right. You could just hear everything. I mean, <laughs> you have. Everyone does have their own privacy to their mind. What the reports for on sports does is just allow thoughts and feelings to be transmitted. Oh, that's good to know, actually. Yeah, I don't think you can read our minds. Yeah, you don't have like, oh, I can read everyone's mind. I think that's a different. Ability. That's the tech dog. Is Zuvara engaged with that octopus? Oh, yeah. Okay. Grappled. <laughs> you kind of like look at Zuvara. And dying. And restrained. Does grappled count as engaged? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Then I'm going to run up to him and stab him with my plus one dagger. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Oh, you know, after, you know, poisoning it. Okay. 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 Oh, jeez. Um, does an 11 hit? 11 just hits. Give me damage. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, all right. So first, there is the 1d4 plus 5. Do all your damage as a total. It passed your con save. Hey, uh, Zubar. Mm-hmm. Can you give me a con save? Yeah. Oh, shit. That is a 20. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. Okay. 11 uh, piercing damage. Okay. Ooh. You feel it shudder. And it looks a bit hurt from this hit, but it's still sticking to him. And Zubar, you kind of feel like a sharp poke okay. coming through the rock to push. You take five points piercing. Holy shit. Okay. And then I uh, I want to try and rip the octopus off of him. I will say that. Can I do that as a bonus action? That's a full, that's an actual action to do. You can okay. do it on your next turn. Okay. Cool. So instead for my bonus action, I am going to do nothing. <laughs> Arun, I actually skipped you. It is your turn that was supposed to go before mine. What would you like to do? Um, I also actually wanted to take a little bit of a character moment there. 
and wanted to see if I could recall anything from my early childhood magic lessons that might have been forced on me as a kid to see if I remember any of the firebolt nonsense that I would have come across. Uh, it's not even so much a flashback. As a cast, as a magic user, you are mm-hmm. drilled in like the basics, which is like the sub, like how to cast magic, and the immediate second lesson, which is how to defend yourself. And you, without thinking, just shoot out the fireball. Okay. So go ahead and get. Uh, are you aiming at the creature on your face, or are you trying uh, to hit the one behind you on the Noki? Uh, no, the one that is trying to grapple me. Okay, so this is a, a fireball is a ranged spell attack. So as you like point it towards your face, give shoot it at disadvantage. Be bad. Uh, let's see. I don't think I can do disadvantage. And uh, okay, two d twenties, and I add five to both. I guess it's a seven. I guess that misses. It goes wide, and as it does, you as you cast magic, you kind of feel the fireball respond, but not as strongly, and nothing happens. Okay. Okay. All right. Shit, I could have used this for so many things. Uh, can I try to break out of the grapple? Like a strength check or something? That is, uh, that is an action to do. Oh, okay, never mind. Okay, yes, I will say humbly grapple. Okay, next is the octopus turn, the one that is on Enoki. It is going to just concentrate and then attempt to, like, tighten its hold on. So it's going to make the tackle at advantage. Ooh, that's a nat 20. Oh, Ugh. Oh my god, this is PK, guys. Also, what are the NPCs doing? They rolled really low. <laughs> 21 points of bludgeoning damage. I get 21 points of bludgeoning damage? Yes. Okay, then yeah, I'm I'm on the ground. I'm about to die. Okay. <laughs> it is going... It, it doesn't attack again, but as you can see, it's now preparing itself to start feasting. <gasps> this is bad. We should have gone towards the laughter. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Right before Jack, it's uh, Elder. I'm going to go ahead and say she rushes over towards the blinding mushroom and attempts to rip it off his face. She's Okay, I just want to also help set the scene. Um, after that attack, like... You don't hear a thing from me. You, like, it's become silence. I will also say that you all kind of, like, physically feel a, a disconnection. Bluetooth disconnected. Because <laughs> I am officially death-saving. <laughs> Unless someone heals me. She's going to try to rip it off. She pulls and pulls, and you feel like... But it doesn't seem like it let go uh, of you. And she kind of like sighs for a moment and then takes a second a- uh, attack yeah. to try to d- do it again. Same results. And that's her turn. Krav, it is your go. Jesus Christ. I will also say like at the end of her turn, she moves away because the light is just too intense. It's like my buddy over here is trying to shine, but I can probably outshine him. I use my channel divinity action. I'm going to use uh, Radiance of the... So I'm gonna present my holy symbol. What's a holy symbol to a war for? Um, it's the it's a it's a wooden it's a wooden uh it's a wooden insignia of the peace symbol. Ooh, cool. But like zoom in on it, it has like the it has the circle of life engraved. So any magical darkness within 30 feet is dispelled, and each hostile creature within 30 feet of me needs to make a Constitution saving. Okay, within 30 feet of me. So yeah, that's both of them. What happens if they fail? They take radiant damage. Uh, they take uh, 16 radiant damage, or half if they succeed. Okay, so Octopus 1, the one on Zavar, got a nat 20. The one on Inoki got an 11. What's your DC? It is, it is 12. Okay, so one takes half damage, the other takes all of it? Yep. How much, well, how much damage total? Uh, it's, uh, max damage was 14, so... 14 if they pass, 7 if they succeed. Inoki, Zavar, 9 if you take damage. Uh, well, I'm already on the ground in death saves, so... These are different types of effects attacking you instead of just straight physical. It's not affecting you all. But what Jack did, which like a, a magical effect targeting them, it didn't attack you two as well. Okay, cool. And now for my bonus action, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to point at... Uh, I'm going to point at Inoki. And I cast Healing Word on it. And you just kind of see the octopus, like, beak extending, like, immediately another flash of light passes through. 
roll your healing for Enoki and then roll a D100. Okay, so the D4, uh, Jake's, you heal up five five. You're no longer making death saves. You are awake and you are at how many hit points now? Five. Yeah, five. Yeah, I'm alive. And go ahead and roll me a D100. Oh no, I'm scared. 98. Everyone immediately hears this weird, faint, ethereal music. Enoki, as you awaken, you hear this music, and I need you to make a wisdom saving. I'm making one for stool as well. Okay. Cool. I love the Underdark. I love messing with the Underdark. Gives me so much fun. Um, I got a 12. Okay. Stool got a nat 20. Nice. You hear voices stab into your mind, both insane and gleeful as this song appears. And you are, for a split second, transported to this giant mushroom tower, to which you hear, Youth is gone, beauty rots, the lady will be red, the lady will be wet, the lady will be red, the lady will be wet, the lady will be wet, the lady will be wet, the lady will be wet. And then you snap out. Do I recognize that? Nope. That's terrifying. Protect the castle! March! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, is that all you're doing on your turn, Jack? You are still next to this blinding light that uh, Enoki seems to be giving off. So you you might want to step away from it if you can. Yeah, I'm going to move next to it. Okay. Next on the initiative is Darendil who rushes over to Enoki and with just roars and claws into like almost into you Enoki trying to rip off the uh the octopus. Hey, you feel each suction pull off as he tears it off of you and he is just holding it and then he's going to use half his most attack action to just hold it and place it on the ground and kind of looks at their group. I cough up the floors and say Thanks. On Bopito's turn, he takes a step back, gets in position, doesn't aim for you, Inoki, or the uh, octopus next to you, but aims straight at Suvar, focuses, and then shoots. Fuck. Okay, that's a 17 to hit. Tell that man which way to dodge. (laughs) Okay. Eight points of piercing damage to the... uh, Octopus and four to you. Okay, eight would have been bad. Four, I can tank. And as that happens, you feel like blood just splurting onto your face now from this octopus. Uh. And we are at the top of the initiative as it's the bleeding octopus turn. He is going to hold on to you, and then, like, you just hear a and it releases in your face and surrounding you two a large ink cloud. For the sake of this, you two are currently obscure. Who? Who is? Oh, just Zuvara and the. Zuvara and the octopus. So like within the six squares around, and that's its turn. Next up is Inoki. You are currently prone on the ground, back alive. Uh, you see right next to you, uh, Darendale, who is blinded, struggling with this octopus. I look over and I'm like, "Thanks, Darendale, but." I think I need just a second to heal. Oh no, sir, take your time. I wouldn't want my taste tester to be injured. But if you find an opportunity to... Oh god! Okay, so can I can I cast a um, healing word on myself? Yes, that's your bonus action. Nice. Roll me a D100 as you what I, like, kind of like concentrate. Alright. Um, let me see. Six... No, wait, what? No, wait, I got a six. My bad, y'all. Go ahead and roll your healing. No, sorry, that was my... Oh, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) My D100 roll was 86. 86? Okay. Oh, that is so much better. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Do you guys know what a Modron is? A Modron? Isn't that the... Yeah, that sounds familiar. Is Is that the, like, mechanical little creature mm-hmm. yeah the mechanical creature with the eyes or like the pyramid with the eye something similar to that but instead your blinding light seems to dim and it focuses on you 
and then all of a sudden you look around you and there's three more Noki on the ground, like in the same position around you. Go ahead and look up the spell effects for mirror image and for one minute you have the effects. Oh nice. So no light is gone? No, it's still there. It's just dimmer around you. Now I definitely haven't seen anything like this since the war. One was bad enough. Three? <laughs> <laughs> Rugesh, it's your turn after uh, Inoki. Is there anything you're doing on your action? Um, yeah, I guess I'm gonna try to attack the Roctopus. Okay, you're still prone at the moment. If you attack like this, it will be disadvantaged, but it's grappled and restrained by uh, uh deal, so it's a straight roll. If you use half of your movement to get up, though, it's an advantage. Okay. So, I'm gonna attack with like my acidic dagger. Now, I just gotta double check. Are you have you, you have your movement to get up to do this, or you're just stabbing him while you're on the ground? While I'm on the ground. Okay, straight roll. The crawl stab. Crawl stab. Let's see, I got. Oh, another six. Six total to hit? Mm hmm. It does not seem to connect. Ah, bummer. Is the ground Caesar? I think so. <laughs> Caesar! <laughs> God damn it. Ugesh, it's your go. Uh, should I, I guess I'll still attack it. I don't know if it's... Do I have really any other options there? <laughs> hey, the good news is you're not hitting people anymore. You're hitting just octopus. And I'm not dead. That is good news. <laughs> uh, my one chance to take out a bar before it hits its prompt. <laughs> I have a job lined up, sir. I need to stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, roll again because it's at advantage. Just to see if you get a crit. I do have the champion Ooh. thing, so if I get a 19. Okay, no. Uh, so damage. D8. 8. Why is it that every campaign we play, David, is always like the end all be all? <laughs> Did I kill him? David is really good at murdering. Tell me how you kill him. <laughs> I'm just getting good rolls, guys. I don't think I have that good with stats. Um, how tall is he? It? Uh, it is this. It, it consider a large octopus. It is the same size as, let's say, it. Okay, then I guess I'll. Yeah, this is a unit of measure. I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> it's 1.5 it. <laughs> I see how that, like, Arun, I see how that, like, suddenly, like, happened now. Yeah, it's, it's just very useful. <laughs> so it's currently one it. I guess, I mean, it's still, like, pretty big in my standards because I'm only three feet tall. But I guess I'll chop it in half. Oh my god, wait. Halfling. Right, you're a halfling or something. Oh my god. He's just so badass that people forget his race. <laughs> yeah. I was more like his height. <laughs> he's a he's a intimidating halfling. But we're taking away from your spotlight. How do you kill it? Oh, um, I said I'll chop it in half. Okay. I don't know how strong its body is, but if it doesn't, if I can't chop it in half, at least like getting it through its skull is good. <laughs> so you kind of just like position yourself while it's struggling in there in those arms, and you kind of like line it up, take a quick grand swing at it, stop right before it, take another grand swing at it. Stop right before it. Like, just gotta get this. Yeah! And you dissect the creature. <laughs> Guess we're eating octopus tonight, boy. Oh, wait, no, we saw another one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said the joke I wanted to say. Go ahead and take inspiration for that. <laughs> yeah. With that, and uh, you can use your movement or bonus action. Otherwise, we'll head over to Zavar. Um, I guess I'll use my bonus action to approach the next one. Alright. Bye. It is your go. Okay, I will try to... Okay, the one that was with Anoki, that thing just died because of, uh, Ugesh? Yes. It is hard for you to see anything, but you kind of hear like a... And less griggling sounds. Okay, so in that case, I am going to pull out my dagger and try to stab this in because I tried my firebolt and it didn't go anywhere. Okay, at double disadvantage. At regular disadvantage, go ahead and give me a stab. For a dagger? Isn't that melee? You are still considered restrained. Uh, let's see, 2d20, that would be a 14. Give me damage. 
That is six damage on the one. Alright, you take three points of damage. You do you wanna do anything for your bonus action? I don't have anything that I can do for bonus action, so no. I did allow two weapon fighting, uh, as long as both weapons are light. So maybe in that case I would go for another stabby stab. Okay, go ahead, give me an attack roll. Stabby stab! Yeah, that was a two. The second one kind of misses. Okay, yeah, I, I guess that's my turn. Okay, it, it is your go. I wanna try and uh, use my considerable lack of strength to rip this octopus off of him. I like that. Give me a... Oh, it's just a... Okay, yeah, give me a athletics check since you're the one doing Hell yeah. Nice. 22. Okay. Now I'm going to roll for the octopus. You snatch it off and it's heavy. It's larger than you. You feel the tendrils wrapped around you. And guys, you uh, kind of know it's hard for you mostly to see. I would say the closest one would be Krav and Shushar and Zavar as you see this tiny grunge lifting this octopus. And as you're holding it, I'm going to make a constitution saving throw for it. Yeah, DC 12. Natural 20. Ah. As it start, it's just wiggling around on you. That was your action. Do you want to like do anything else with that same action? Troll him. Troll him very far. Um, I want to drop it on the ground. <laughs> okay, well, that, yeah, no, that's, that's reasonable. And, uh, disengage. Disengage smart, okay? Yes, so I jump away from it. Alright, and out of the ink cloud you go. Next is the octopus's turn. It is going to crawl and zubar. You feel on your leg that wet sensation that is oh so familiar. Oh no. And then it's going to attack again. (laughs) This is bad, you guys. Yeah, I'm sorry. It had advantage due to the cloud. Oh my god. There's a 23 hit. A 23 does hit. Hey, buddy. I guess I should not have disengaged. That's gonna be 13 points as it sucks onto you again. And I fall limp to the ground. You just hear me, like, shout, but no one hears me. (laughs) Next on the initiative is Eldiv. I just pulled that off of you for no reason. Eldiv runs over here towards it and, and kind of sees the situation. But can't do anything this turn at, uh, other than like dash closer to him. That's her go. Next is Kral. I don't hear anything. Radio silent. And I just pull up my little heart monitor and then it shows, oh, he's flatlined. Do you have a heart me- monitor built into you? <laughs> yeah, everyone's programmed into it. Is that your dulcimer either? Yes. You don't? It's like, you don't have one? <laughs> <laughs> What is this heart monitor? It's basically like that, uh, it's like a little, yeah, it's like an EKG for everyone. What kind of spell is that? Um, not a spell, it's kind of like... Poppycock, it's, it's, it's nonsense then. If it's not magic, it's foolishness. <laughs> the future's now, old man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. I'm going to run by Zavara. I'm going to cast Healing Word again. Let's see here. Do 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 flash. Go ahead and roll a d100 and you're healing. Oh, great. You heal six points. Nice. Yay. Zavara. And then for the d100, I'm going to die. So I roll a 39. 39. That's not nothing bad. Let me check what I put on my team for 39. Hey, go ahead and roll me 2d10 as you kill people. <laughs> R- roll 2d10? Roll me 2d10. Oh, God. Oh, no. That's 15 points. And suddenly, like, you transfer this energy of like this vitality to to Devar and then the Thayres like a part portion of it just kind of like surges into you. You all see sparks onto the uh, crop as he checks around for a moment and then you recover 15 hit points. Woohoo! Hell yeah! Yeah! Alright, action. Um, main action. I'm going to point at this octopus. This octopus. Target and... acquired and a toxic mark is going to come up on my heads-up display. And uh, a little quote's gonna come across and say, Cancer? As I cast Toll the Dead, oh, no. <laughs> she likes some cancer. So everyone else behind Rob uh, is his, like, automated bell. Ding, ding, and I'm gonna ding, roll a ding. wisdom saving throw. It's not very wise, let's see here. 11. 
Nope, that fails. Takes 10 points. Ooh. Yeah, that's the 10 points in the necrotic damage. Toll of the Dead is one of my favorite cantrips. Toll of the Dead. Toll of the Dead. And that's going to be my action. Uh, that's my turn. As the bell ring, rings, you see its body like reverberate off of uh, Zuvara, and then like covering Zuvara is this black ichor. <laughs> Do you need help cleaning yourself up? Next is Darendale, who is going to use his movement to get next to it as well. But that's all he can do. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pedo is going to look at the situation, take a knee reload, and aim ever so lightly, and shoot at disadvantage towards uh, Zuvar's body with the, the squid, I mean, octopus on it. Right. Hey, he missed. God. So, Zuvar, you see the arrow kind of flat, like the bolt go over your head and hit the wall and you kind of just see Pupito look you turn to see Pupito and he looks like sorry and then starts fumbling to load another bolt man I just literally just died give me a break and you and then Zavara you look over and you see me and you see me just kind of gesturing and it's just like see now you know how I feel (laughs) 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 okay This is so good. Wow. Okay, Jake, it is your go. Okay. Um, I uh, cast um, pacify spores. Tell them where to shoot. <laughs> so, once per short rest, I can eject these spores at a creature, and I'm gonna choose that octopus. You have to succeed on a DC 11 con save. 15. Ah. I'm a octopus, not a rollerpuss. You can't get away with that loose shit. Big talk for someone that just beat that. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> okay, and um, can I do anything else? Uh, you still have a bonus action. Okay. Well, I'm going to cast Bardic Inspiration at um, the next person in the turn order. Which would be Ugesh as you turn to him and how do you... How does Inoki motivate Ugen? <laughs> Just throw some spores at him like a little pouch. I know. I'm, uh, yeah. So you have three uh, microbes. Just each in sequential, like um, like the temptations. And be like, you can do it. <laughs> As like a little little mushroom pops up and it's like. Psh- and then I just fall back on the ground. So you are inspired, uh, I think at your level that's what, D4 or D6? Uh, uh, they get a D6 for within 60 feet, so uh, they get the D6 for 10 minutes. Okay. Okay. And it's now your turn, Ugesh. I guess I'll just run up to the, the next rock, rock octopus. I can't say its name right now. Rock lots there. I want to charge. That might be fun. Oh yes, that would be great. You are moving in a... You can't move in a straight line, and you are traveling over a distance of 15 feet. Yeah, I'm going to use my charger feet. So I'm going to dash Adam and attack. Okay, you mean attack well now. Add advantage because creature is still on the ground. So 15 plus 5, so 20. Roll me damage. So then I do a bonus 5 to attack damage roll for that. So 1d8 plus 10. Seventeen <laughs> damage. I will mention, as you do this, you notice as you step and crush over this octopus, you hear a... Uh, oh, no, I run over Noki. Nah. Zivar. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Zivar. I'm dying right here. I'm right here. <laughs> Is that your damage? Yeah, it's damage. 17. So, tell me what it sounds like when you kill a octopus and... And Zavara with it. Knock out Zavar. <laughs> so what happens is I actually trip over Zavar, but then my axe flies even like faster at it because of that. And it just like slices it in its eye. In like an almost terrifying moment, he crushes into you and you feel the axe rip the octopus off of you. And while he does that, the pain of it being pulled off gives you... See, that's uh, nine points of damage. Yeah, that knocks me back unconscious. Yeah, so it, it rips off the octopus, pulling it off of you, and slams it into the ground as it dies. And the last thing you kind of see before blacking out is everyone rushing to you. So I did have six, and 
I just took nine damage, so I'm at three. So I got three hit points except in the wrong realm. With that, the monsters are taken care of. Elder rushes over to uh, Zavar and she doesn't heal you, she just stabilizes you. She kind of like looks at it in the situation like, I, I'm not a medic. She, and then looks up to Ugesh and kind of is like, did you just trample him? Hey, I can't <laughs> I was in charge, man. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, so we're going to finish it up with the initiative going like this. Uh, Arun, give me one death saving throw. And then everyone else can make their move around afterwards. Okay. Oh, uh, fuck. Ooh, that is one death save. It's okay, I got you. <laughs> uh, you need to. You need me to do all three of them? Uh, no. Uh, we're gonna go top of the nation. Inoki, it is your go. So I crawl over to him, and I'm a little better. So like, you know, I'm, I kind of like get up a little bit as I crawl off the ground, and I cast Cure Wounds. Cure Wounds. Go ahead, and give me the healing for Cure Wounds. And with that small touch you feel the surge of magic flash through the Feywaz once more roll me a d100 <gasps> you guys this could be a great tv cave right now this could free me from the campaign <laughs> <laughs> well we came so far <laughs> so you got eight plus my spell casting modifier moment of fate i'm clenching so tightly 21 creatures have disadvantage on saving throws against the next spell you cast in the next minute oh nice <sighs> yeah, you're good. And with that, you all are out of initiative. Hell yeah. Uh, Zuvar, Croft, Eldiv, uh, you guys are kind of up front. You see the giant lizards uh, that are that have awakened to all of this. And now they're kind of looking kind of confused and hostile. Like, boy. Animal handling. You see that they have bridles and whatnot. So go ahead and give me an animal handling Ooh. check. Um, I will allow one other person to attempt this if he does not succeed. Fifteen. Fifteen. You coax the creatures and calm them down. They both are like crying out like eh, eh. And it's clear they, they know you're not his master. But you kind of soothe it and it uh, placated a little. So it's calmer around them. Okay. I actually think I, I think we're gonna call it for there. Sounds great. Sounds good. Awesome. That was a that was a really fun session. I can't believe we almost died twice. I died twice. <laughs> I died once. <laughs> hey, level four. Look at that new stuff y'all got. You unlocked Feywares. Yeah, Feywares. Also, by any means, if anyone can find a better pronunciation, so like this has been a three-year issue. Feywares, Feywares. Type it in the roll twenty. Can you spell it? Yeah, I'm going to type it. But like, this has plagued me and three other DMs because there's no real pronunciation for it in D&D, right? This is D&D, so trying to even just pronounce like the characters from earlier that were in the, uh, uh, that were in the cell with us. Fair. Don't, nope, don't try it here. It's not gonna sound right. Yeah, no. <laughs> the issue is those two R's. Right. So I think it'd be Fares Res. Fares Res. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how Fares you do it. Fares Res. Fares Res. Fares Res. Fares Res. I like that. Y'all made some interesting choices and said some things that I get to take some notes on. I can't wait to see uh, how y'all deal with these lizards coming up on the next so, session. Because we're ending the session, I gotta know, man. What what was gonna happen with the Morgan? I don't know yet because I had to like put it in there. I probably would have just had it like force you to like mess with the circuit some more, but I haven't even factored that I could summon more drones into this campaign. Cause that would I that that I'm sorry I, I love more drones. They're really weird and interesting. Yeah, and they have a lot of kind of crazy effects that they can force on. Actually, with the underdark, that's a great thing that could have shown up. For example, like the ethereal music. Technically, everyone in the group heard it, but for some reason. It affected you, you and Stool uh, differently. Mm, that would have been cool. I'm also glad I didn't kill us all by using magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's one of my favorite things about the Underdark. Randomness in D&D is fun. Alright you guys, thank you so much for a fun session. Alright. Yeah. Alright, see you guys. Oh my god, I'm going to say it time and time again. I'm, I'm glad we're done with that part, but Ferris is an awful word, and I still haven't found anyone who can tell me how it's pronounced, so I'm always going to struggle with it. <laughs>
You know, I know what you mean. I looked it up and I don't think that word is easy to say. So I'm, I think we should just stick to Feyrez, you know, it's not a big deal, but like, you know what was really hard? What? Coming up with a sound effect for the fucking Rocktopus. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> so you couldn't find like just an octopus song? It, sounded, no, no. it wasn't like a large assortment of cephalopod sounds? No, 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 no. See, this is what I was telling Maya when I was editing this episode. They don't really make noises because they're underwater and like they don't attack things underwater where you can hear them. <laughs> We're, oh, how have the fantasy world betrayed us? Yeah, so I had to get real creative with this about, like, you know, what's the best sound effect combination I could pick to, like, make make the octopus sound effect. I don't think that we should, we should, we don't need to save this for Patreon, but real quick, can you give us some of the attempts that came along the way for the octopus? Yeah, but dude, I'm telling you, okay, it's been, like, 30 to 45 minutes just being, like, no no and then i started like looking up like you know bear attacks because that's the way yeah that that's the way to go well like okay so like in fantasy movies and tv shows and stuff like the monsters and the creatures they always are like a combination of like everyday animals or like weird instruments being played like you know yes you kind of have to get real creative, but I don't have like six different instruments. <laughs> so, you know, I just have to start being like, rock. <laughs> I like to think that now, Jake's, you're the discoverer of the Rocktopus. You know how they have in the Pokédex just a little detail and a sound effect? You have you have pioneered that for the Rocktopus. Yeah, see, it wasn't as easy um as making the little suction cup noises because that that was easy that was just like it's just as easy to support us directly on patreon that's how we're going to segue into this yeah yeah like, it's even easier <laughs> it's that easy we could just slide on in at next on the initiative.com did i say dot com yep you said dot com could we hmm. nope just keep it in it's dot com just keep it in there that <laughs> <laughs> but you know what yeah look up, look us up on patreon if you can't find us just try typing in next on the initiative with the spaces that usually does the trick if you can't find it even then just use the description in you know the area down below <laughs> any additional content that we make is going to be uploaded to the per uh, patreon first so you can always find it there um whose turn is hey takes whose turn is it for our three dollar item man like i was telling people in the beginning of this intro unless they skipped it man it, it's been mad crazy with our schedules this last month so it's right. just you and me you know oh, okay okay here i'll i will make the discord call and whoever answers will just read out the patreon plug you know <laughs> okay let's see it random one second i gotta take this hold on i'm gonna go over here don't do you do your thing we gotta find someone for the three dollar hello yeah Oh, so uh, yes, of course, of course, I'll be happy to. So for today's three dollar item, um, <laughs> I did we not have this answer. wonderful can of instant soap and water, guys. Hold on, let's just praise it for a moment. You can't see it because it's the audio media, but uh, <laughs> we are holding the can of instant soap and water like it's a Legend of Zelda treasure. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Nice. Yeah, we're not sponsored by soap and water, but Elijah is super into soap and water right now i go out and have to shake pe shake people's hands you don't it is so nasty out there <laughs> so it's rough so, in the real world so it's a literal can of soap and water is it that is. what you're saying no fancy labeling just a blue uh can with the white letters it, instant soap and water okay okay cool so for the price of <laughs> so for the price of instant soap and water you can keep our podcast going so you know support us on patreon if you listen to this outro and help us buy some soap and water branded can soap and water <laughs> instant instant can instant. soap and water you want that during the apocalypse that instant will save your life <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so some of the sound effects used in this episode were made by jakes our showrunner hey jakes the sources for the music and additional sound effects can be found in the description and were used under creative common licensing this podcast is unofficial fan content of the D&D &D 5e module, Out of the Abyss. 
We are not sponsored or endorsed by Wizards of the Coast. Any role-playing we do as characters, depictions of locations, or other content in this module is fan content of the podcast of the source material. So please, support the official content and go ahead and support that official content. Sounds good. <laughs> so, special thanks to Maya Ross playing Ithar Grung, David George as Ugesh the Fighter, Arun Barawaj as Suvar the Hanfel, mm. Jack Phillips as Kuvar. <laughs> what, what is it now? <laughs> Are you, you, are you, you know how I am about that after like the 20 times of struggle. <laughs> what, Arun Badawaj and Suvara the half-elf? It's the Suvara. Okay, okay. So Jack Phillips as Crawl the Warforged and, of course, our great DM, Elijah <gasps> Jackson. <laughs> oh, wow. Did you yeah, say it's right. better than Matt Mercer? I wouldn't say, I wouldn't take that kind of statement. Go, go Give me praise, come on, come on. I mean, I don't know Matt Mercer, and I probably never will. So, yeah, you're pretty up there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode. Do you so, have a quote for us, Jakes? See, I was just about to ask you, man. Do you have an outgoing message for this podcast episode, you know? I wish I... I honestly, the part of me just want to make a smart-ass comment, but no, I don't have one. I truly just... Want everyone today have a wonderful time listening to the episode. Hopefully you're sitting and it's a nice rainy day. You got yourself a cup of tea. You got your favorite game playing. And we're just that voice in the back of your head while you're struggling to keep everyone alive. Yeah, you know, if you're anything like us, I put on podcasts when I'm like woodworking or walking my dog or just, you know, chilling on the couch, gaming. So have a nice day. Be safe. Peace and love. Yeah, come check us out next time. Be safe.